The following BLTV program is brought to you by O'Flaherty Law. Please enjoy. Welcome to Learn About Law. My name is Kevin O'Flaherty from O'Flaherty Law. I hope you find this video and podcast helpful. If you need some help, please feel free to call us at 630-324-6666. We offer free consultations in many areas of law, and we have several geographic locations for your convenience. We serve all of Illinois, and we're also happy to meet with you and provide most legal services virtually without requiring you to leave your home. Enjoy the video. Hello, this is Matt with Learn About Law. In this video, we will discuss recent changes to Illinois guardianship laws. A guardian is a person who is appointed by the court to care for someone else. The person that is being cared for is called a ward. The court will act in the best interests of the ward and appoint a proper guardian to take care of a person who has become mentally incapable of making their own decisions, someone that has become physically incapable of making their own decisions, or someone that suffers from a severe mental disability. <coughs> the most important thing in a guardianship is to protect a person who is mentally impaired from poor decision making so that they do not waste all of their money and assets due to this mental impairment. A person needs to be appointed by a probate court in Illinois to, in order to act as a guardian for a ward who is over the age of the majority, which is 18 years of age in Illinois. To start the guardianship process, a person seeking to be a guardian must get a licensed Illinois doctor's report that determines that the potential ward is mentally or physically impaired enough in order to need a guardian. The doctor must sign the report that contains the following information. The type of the disability the potential ward is suffering from and how much of an impact that disability or impairment affects the potential ward's decision-making ability uh, to make functional decisions pertaining to their financial and personal dealings. The doctor's opinion concerning the potential ward pertaining to the potential ward's mental and or physical condition, all of this must be within three months of the date of the guardianship's filing with the court. Whether or not the doctor believes that guardianship is needed for the current situation, the doctor's opinion on whether or not the potential ward needs to live in a nursing home or if they may live elsewhere and a treatment plan for the mental condition that is causing the ward to suffer a mental impairment. Also needed is the signature of the doctor and the doctor's credentials license ID number and the doctor's specialty area of practice. It is important to note that the doctor must give a thorough examination of the potential ward and must list his or her findings in explicit detail so that the court may determine the proper decision. You may be wondering what a guardian ad litem is and what role they will play in a guardianship proceeding. A guardian ad litem can be someone who has education or training in the mental health field, for example, a non-attorney. However, most often it will be an attorney. The guardian ad litem essentially acts independently from the petitioner and advocates for the best interests of the potential ward. And the guardian ad litem owes a duty to the potential ward to act in the best interest. As part of this duty, the guardian ad litem will meet with the potential ward and try to determine the nature and extent of the mental incapacity that the potential ward may be suffering from. After filing a report with the court, the guardian ad litem 
they will testify in open court concerning whether or not the potential ward is in need of guardianship or not. The following documents need to be prepared for the guardianship process. Number one, a petition. The person seeking guardianship will file a petition for guardianship. Number two is rights notice, a statement of the potential ward's rights under the Illinois Probate Act. Number three, the summons. The potential ward must be properly served with this document, which describes the guardianship hearing and gives the potential ward notice of the guardianship's cause of action. Number four is notice to interested parties. This gives the potential ward's family, the person seeking guardianship, and the person or family member where the potential ward lives with notice of the guardianship court action, the time and location of the hearings, and the court's physical address, room number, and the judge which will be presiding over the guardianship cause of action. Number five, the order. The order that is presented to the judge for his or her approval if the court determines that the guardianship over the potential ward is necessary and proper. Number six, the oath. This is essentially the agreement of the potential guardian and potential ward. Number seven, bond. This is an agreement that the potential guardian will be financially liable to the potential ward's estate. The court in its discretion may need someone to co-sign the bond, or the court in its discretion can waive the bond depending on the facts and circumstances of the case. Number eight is the statement. This is a statement of rights that the potential guardian has pertaining to the guardianship that may be placed over him or her. Number nine, the order. The guardian ad litem creates an order for the judge to sign off which appoints the guardian ad litem to the potential ward and a statement of the guardian ad litem's duties owed to the potential ward to always act in his or her best interests. There are some changes pertaining to Illinois guardianship laws for 2022. In the beginning of January 1st, 2022, first, the court may now appoint multiple persons or entities to act as guardian over a person and over the property. Those guardians are entitled to receive reasonable fees and compensation for their services, and they have a first-class claim to a deceased ward's estate. New changes to Illinois law also provide that in a minor guardianship proceeding, the guardian ad litem owes a duty to the minor child and must act in the child's best interests of the ward. The guardian ad litem is now required to submit a written report to the court or testimony concerning whether guardianship is appropriate or not for the potential minor ward. Thanks for watching. To learn more, check out the article linked below. Be sure to leave any questions you have in the comments section and subscribe for more legal content daily. Hello again, this is Kevin O'Flaherty from O'Flaherty Law. I hope you enjoyed the video and podcast. If you did, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to our channel. If you need legal help in this or any other area of law, please do not hesitate to reach out and schedule a consultation. Most consultations are free and all can be conducted remotely if you'd like. Please email us, book online, or call us at 630-324-6666. We have many locations for your convenience and we serve all of Illinois. So thanks again for watching.